Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Happy uh, Battle of Flowers Day here in San Antonio, right? I'm saying that. Yes, Battle of Flowers Day. We're, we're going to talk about some fiesta stuff. Actually, later on, I want to talk about something really horrible that happened a long time ago in regards to this. Uh, and we'll talk about, you know, just the fact that everybody's uh, got the day off. This is the only town I've ever lived in, man, and I love this town. This is the only city I've ever lived in where they shut down everything for a party. I mean, I know it's a parade, but, baby, you're shutting down. All municipal activity has ceased. The kids are out of school. (laughs) Yeah. I love San Antonio, man. Isn't it great? It is. I don't even party anymore, and I think it's cool, you know? So good on you. I I'm, I'm hope you're having a swell day, and I'm, I'm going to try to crack you up a few times and talk about some of the news stories that are floating about. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You ever try um, to explain it to anybody from, from away that's never that had never heard of the Battle of Flowers Parade? And As far as the people that I largely grew up with on the East Coast, I don't try to explain Texas yeah, at all. right. <laughs> I've tried to explain it to people before, and not so much the it. actual where the origins of it, but you know everything around it. They don't get it. And no, I said to them, you know, basically the entire town is closed down. Yeah, kind of like New York City with St. Patrick's. Sure, Day. because you know how hard it is. You have a parade in the morning. Tequila starts to go. No one's going to go back to work after that. Come on. Well, just no, call the whole thing. Just call off. the whole thing. Off. Yeah, right. And 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 very very often the reaction I get whenever I talk to anybody about Texas from, like, Maryland. Aren't you guys all still riding around in chuck wagons and shooting at each other with six-shooters and stuff? You know, I heard that. You know what I always I heard say? it's like Deadwood out there everywhere you go in Texas. Whenever anybody asks me that question, I always have the same answer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we do. That's right. Everybody has a horse. Well, I used to... <laughs> Now, if it's Fiesta, you might get shot. You know, yeah. it's just, let's, let's be honest. Buy maybe a I'll, horse. Buy a horse. <laughs> buy somebody on a horse, maybe. I don't know. It's Fiesta, man. There are no, there are no rules, there baby. Anything goes. That's why I do Fiesta and Helotus. It's slightly more. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's a little more low-key. Remember what I happened? I go to Cornival every year, man. Remember that happened that last time you went to Fiesta? Oh, that yeah. that's why that was the last time I went to Fiesta downtown. Not, you've not been allowed. <laughs> no, I think when she was sheriff, like Sheriff Parmelo basically uh, signed an executive action. I'm actually legally banned from all Fiesta events downtown. Helotus is fine. I'm kidding. Just lost my car one night. That's all. It was a long time ago, and I needed money. It was, it was before all that, though. Huh? When we were doing the, we were doing the broadcast from Niosa. And you, were oh. up a, and you were up in a balcony. Oh, yeah. And you're screaming at people. What? <laughs> you kept screaming, Fiesta! Fiesta! <laughs> at people as they were Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fiesta! <laughs> it was, you know, I'd only been here a couple of years. Oh, my God, it was the funniest thing. And the whole thing was just so new to me. I was like, really? The whole city parties. <laughs> For what a week, ten days, something like that. It's, like, it's the Catholic calendar. Screaming, and at I'm people. like, oh my god! And I, and I, at that point, now and then we'll talk about some new stuff. But it is, <laughs> you know, Battle of Flowers Day. At that point in my life, I was recently divorced. I was newly single for the first time in 13 years. Baby, I partied. I know it's odd to hear a recently divorced man likes to party, right? But I was, and I, and in my mind, I'm like, holy crap. 
I love to party, and the Lord just placed me in the one city in America where, <laughs> where that's a citywide event, where right. that's a it's se- totally it's, acceptable. It's municipally, if that's a word, sanctioned, okay, right. to party. Encouraged by and certain just, members of society. I was so over, dude, you, I wish James had been, I was so overwhelmed. I was. I was on the balcony going, Fiesta! <laughs> you, do you remember the guy in the Star Trek episode? There was an episode where they found themselves on this planet. In this town, right? Where, this is where I got it from. Where every night, okay, everybody goes crazy. They they just they the the sun goes a certain time a day every day because the crew of the Star the Enterprise have to hide in like some cellar because every night everybody goes nuts till daybreak. And there was this one guy in that episode that runs around going, Fiesta! Fiesta! <laughs> you know, and, and, he's cra- and that's what I was doing. I was hanging off the balcony going, Fiesta! <laughs> oh, my God. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> now it's corn in a cup and bingo. You know? it's... Go home with my dead yeah. cats. Whoa, slow down, party man. Hey, take it easy <laughs> there, it's corn, corn in a cup. And, and and bingo, yeah. little light rock on the radio, you know. Right. That's where I am now. Fiesta. Fiesta! I think about that every year. Every year at this time. I've been trying to forget about that every year. <laughs> and then the whole but thankfully, Don where, reminds me. And... Where you forgot you parked your car. Ooh. Yeah. I took, ladies and gentlemen, I, this was again, I think this was my second year in Fiesta, okay? I've since learned. James, I, I actually took a picture of my car when I got there, just in case I couldn't remember where I parked it, which in fact happened. And your predecessor and my wife and I uh, walked uh, several, blo- several blocks looking for my car, and I couldn't, I had no idea because where, I'd had a little vodka. He, put, <laughs> even, even he took with, a picture yeah, of the even, car, even with but the, didn't I, take I a forgot picture, that he didn't I take a picture of where he parked it. I did, well, <laughs> and suddenly, I remember, we're walking around aimlessly, and Chris is like, this is an exact tr- this story, Chris Glasgow, this, the truth of it, Chris Glasgow said, well, if only you'd have taken a picture of your car, then we'd know where you were, and I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Pulled out my phone, and sure as hell, I had taken a picture of my car. He's like, oh, I know where that is. It's right over there. And then we went to the car. And we walked around for about 30 minutes before. Okay, I've, I've known Chris longer than you, and I, and I can just imagine the two of you leaving a Fiesta event. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's now hey, it's corn in a cup, yeah. and... Bingo. And then I go home and watch the Hallmark Channel. Okay, You know, for me, every right. day for nine years was leaving yeah. a Fiesta event with Rima in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving right along to what's... <laughs> Great hey, memories. Great they memories. can't prove nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happens if Fiesta stays at Fiesta? The only problem is... We all live here. <laughs> you can't pack up and leave San Antonio like you can Vegas, all right? Oh, that's true. It's just, oh, man. you know, it's a cranberry song, baby. It just lingers. 14 minutes after 9. Do you have to? Yeah. Do you have to? Well, you know, yeah. Uh, to, it's, it's lore now, okay? My first few fiestas are now lore. 210 599 
All right, and we'll we'll be having a lot of fun. Tonight. I know a lot of y'all are, are chilling, and it's it is fiesta, and and uh, and, and so I don't want to want to darken up the show too much today. Uh, well, and really, the the news is is kind of stupid for the most part, anyway. So we'll we have lots of stupid crap to talk about. Uh, the only, I mean, the, the serious thing, it's some of the serious, but I mean, I, why do all these Apache helicopters keep crashing? I, I'm a little, have you noticed, you know, in, in two months we've had three military helicopter crashes, uh, two that were collisions, I think during training missions, one, the damn thing just rolled over and fell out of the sky. I mean, uh, whoa, 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 what's going on here with that? Military-grade helicopters. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 20 minutes after 9 on Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's Friday. One of the things, I mean, it's kind of a holiday here in San Antonio. We get our own holidays here in San Antonio. And I think that's cool. Um, you know, I do want to hit up a couple of uh, serious things. And Friday is usually usually the day that you know we kind of do some pickup stories that maybe I didn't get as much time to talk about or stuff that came in late yesterday. And one of the things that we're seeing with the big story of the week, which frankly is Tucker Carlson, big story, uh, impactful story. Uh, whatever you think about Tucker Carlson or Fox News, I mean, this is uh, pretty this is pretty big stuff. And we're learning a little bit more about motivations and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, a bunch of folks have gone to Breitbart, uh, who are sources familiar with the matter, sources inside Fox News. They're not naming who they are, obviously. And then we'll talk. Uh, Greg, hang on. And they're, and they're talking about, you know, really what kind of led to this. Not only people forget about Dan Bongino in the wake of Tucker Carlson, uh, and I didn't know this, but Dan Bongino had the highest rated show on the weekend. So, because uh, I, I don't watch the news on the weekends, man. I got to preserve my sanity. But that was the number one uh, top rated weekend program. Uh, Tucker's got, obviously, the number one show uh, on the primary lineup or the primetime lineup. And both got canned, and both were up for negotiations. Uh, were both up for contract negotiations. Uh, I think Tucker was supposed to go through, uh, I want to say April or December or something like that. In fact, one of the reasons that you're not hearing Tucker say a whole lot of specific stuff about his firing or the, the parting of ways, so to speak, with Fox is because his lawyer, and he's hired some big ones, his lawyers are uh, are are working on this contract dealio because they got a. It's it's not like uh, you know somebody uh, without a contract just getting canned and you just walk out of there. You, you, they they have an ongoing legal battle, and the feeling that they're getting from these sources inside Fox News is they want to extend. Because both guys are still under contract, they want to extend the legal battle over their individual contracts so that they're not able to make any public comments uh, on the election. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm reading. Uh, There's a lot of stuff uh, that's coming out now about the arrogance of leadership at Fox News uh, spiraling out from Rupert Murdoch and especially now his sons, his grown sons, Lachlan and some other guy, whatever the hell his name is. 
And uh, apparently uh, Rupert and the boys, allegedly, again, this is not vetted. This is Breitbart. I'm getting this through Breitbart News. They claim they had about half a dozen sources come to them from inside Fox News and, and are saying these things to them. That the Murdochs also uh, like control, and the, the, one of the reasons they got rid of their two biggest talents, if you will, is to show everybody else, hey, we'll, if we'll can Tucker, we'll can you. Uh, now, I, I, I don't know, and none of us really know, and maybe eventually Tucker can, can you know, talk about this, but uh, a lot of it also uh, has to do with uh, maybe some uh, political stuff. They also own the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal and uh, other media groups. Uh, they're, they're, they're not just Fox News. And uh, I guess at the family level of leadership, they don't like anybody being critical of them or being critical of anything they own, and that's what Tucker was doing. He was lumping Fox News in with a lot of other folks in regards to uh, in regards to Big Pharma and their influence on uh, on how things are reported or if things get reported at all or what kinds of opinions are allowed. So I don't know. It's what we're hearing. Uh, in any event, I still maintain, yeah, he's going to do great. But they, you know, the bad guys got a good one this week. the 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 folks on the left, they're they're having a great day and they're having a great week. Uh, even though uh, uh, Al Sharpton's out there demanding to know why Don Lemon got fired. <laughs> uh, here's the answer, Al. Uh, he's unpleasant and he sucks at his job. How does that make you feel? Here's Greg. Greg, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. What's going on? Um, well, about the, the the situation with the training accidents with the helos, um, the pilot should have the final say on that equipment, its operation, and they're in their mission. They should be totally involved, right? Right. So I I, I fault the leadership in you know the military on that. Another situation I want to talk about that that little boy that was uh, that got shot. The round hit him in the head. He was like four years old or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Reaching, reaching for a glass of water. Uh, he was on the gun. Around. This was uh, a case where I've, was that here? I think it was here where there was a gun on a shelf, uh, and uh, a kid was reaching for something on that shelf, right? And it yeah, fell got, off the shelf yeah, and discharged. You don't, you don't need to have a round in a chamber in your home with a little kid like that. I mean, right. Well, Granted, you should put around in a chamber when you know you're going into unsafe areas and stuff at late at night and all that. But I carry a Glock 32. It doesn't have a safety. You got to be careful, man. It's like, well, I really. And again, I you know, I wasn't talking about that story, but we, I think we brought that up yesterday. It's it, 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 it if this is the truth of it that you, dude had a loaded gun uh, anywhere in any room with a kid in it, you know, I mean, I got, I, my, my, we have a little boy that we, that my daughter babysits, uh, in the afternoons and there is no way that kid could even accidentally get anywhere, get anywhere near my firearm. And so there's a lot of questions about, I appreciate the call, Greg, Greg, there's a lot of questions about that. I, you know, but I, again, I wasn't really hitting that one specifically today, but I don't know. I I, th- I would I would submit to you that ninety nine percent of all legal gun gun owners in this country are are properly storing their weapons and they're they're being safe about it and they've taken all the training. I know I have. Uh, but you know, stuff happens. Uh, sometimes people are lax or whatever. I I don't know. Again, I don't want to get sidetracked commenting on that case because it's fiesta. I I just saw uh, somebody just posted. and I'm not going to tell you who they are. 
on my Facebook friend list. And let's let this percolate in your brains, and maybe we'll come back around and talk about this. Fiesta is overrated. There I said it. Fiesta is overrated. There I said it. Fair statement. Do you agree or disagree? Again, you know, I had my early, my Fiesta experiences very early on when I got here. Thank you, Jesus. And and my wife and I, you know, we were talking about, my wife grew up going to Oyster Bake. And she says it was, just, you know, it just got to be so, and this was bad. This was years ago, you know, when she was younger. And she said it was getting bad back then, and now it's just crazy town. So that's why I keep, so I, I don't know. I don't, for me, because I'll tell you what, when I lived in Austin, okay, Sammy Allred all up there, he came on after me at the station I was working at, used to say, South by so what? A lot of people who lived in Austin really didn't care much for South by uh, Southwest because it gummed up all the traffic. You couldn't live your life, you know, because of all the people that, uh, you know, came into town. I don't really get that feeling about Fiesta in San Antonio. I think there's a much deeper pride in it than than South by. But I sure as hell don't go downtown this week. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Reimer. I'm Sean. Like I said, we still got podcasts going. So if you missed the show, you can always pick it up on the website, KTSA.com. Also was finally able to get my hands on a, on a new laptop, and it's got a fancy schmancy video editor. So I'm probably going to start doing weird little videos on the website, KTSA.com. Quick phone call, then we'll talk about some other stuff. Here's uh, Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, hey, Sean. Hey. Hey, I got to wrote another quick haiku for you. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Okay. Fiesta for Sean. San Antonio parties? Dude, where is my car? <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> hey, did, have a good you, weekend. You so. too, buddy. Stay safe, man. I appreciate when you call up there. Yeah, I'm actually working on a book of haiku right now. That's why folks are calling up and been doing haiku because I'm posting a lot of haiku on Facebook. Basically, I'm I'm really lazy uh, in my old age, and hey, it's just three lines, man. Who can't do that? But that guy, Aaron, calls up and he, he always has a really funny twist. On it. I, I tell you what, Aaron, uh, email me those haiku because I, I want to include them in the book, and I'll give you credit. I'll cut you in for some of my, uh, you know, what are the royalties. And if you, you save up for several years, you might be able to buy a Big Mac. So anyway, uh, 210-599. Haiku's great, man. It's three lines in the truth. Speaking of the truth, that's kind of a, at a premium right now in general. And uh, I, I, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to spend a lot of time on the tranny cramp today because I'm, I'm so burned out on it, man. I did have some thoughts, though, and I was looking at, uh, this is another one of those stories I didn't get to this week, Martina Navratilova. You know her, you love her. We all grew up with her, watching her tennis, right? <laughs> but, you know, she's a personality, an athletic personality we've all known about for a very long time, yeah? Uh, and, and she uh, had a reaction to our little buddy Dylan Mulvaney's assertion uh, earlier in the week 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not, not, I, I get my trannies mixed up. Leah Thomas. Well, you know, they all look alike. So Leah Thomas is the swimmer. She's the, uh, she's the, the swimmer who failed miserably against other dudes. Uh, magically, Leah became a chick and started uh, stealing the championships and scholarships of other, of other uh, biological women who were compete- he was competing against. He's a piece of crap is what he is. Now, how does that make you feel? He's a piece of crap. And uh, the dude named Leah Thomas, uh, first off, is a freaking idiot. And I'm going to read his quote. I, I don't want to play the audio. I want to read it straight up so you can hear just what a freaking idiot this guy is. He's taking the side that you're hearing more and more of, which is, it, it, wrap your mind around this, biological women who have an issue with biological men not only competing against them in their own female sports and largely winning because of their physical differences, uh, but women who are also pissed off that dudes who just suddenly put on a dress are claiming to actually be women, to have suffered all the same things that women suffer in this society, uh, and and uh, and they're tired. And, and the idea that that they that a guy like Leah Thomas puts out there is that well, all those women who are upset about the stuff I just mentioned, they're really just hiding their transphobia under feminism. That's re- that's the, the, I'm paraphrasing. Here's the actual quote from a dude named a hairy ass dude named Leah Thomas. They're using the guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs. I think a lot of people in that camp uh, sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or speak that out. They don't want to speak that out, uh, sort of. He goes on, and so they try to just play it off as this sort of half-support. Maybe I'm being an old fart and a jerk here, but when somebody routinely uses the words sort of, it's a vocal crutch and it's a neon sign hanging over that person's head that they actually are completely and utterly talking out of their ass. Like this guy is. Martina Navratilova uh, took offense to what a dude named Leah Thomas was saying, and so she responds... Leah Thomas says her critics using feminism claims to hide transphobia. Newsflash, Leah, it's not fair. We shouldn't have to explain it to you over and over. Also, stop explaining feminism to feminists. Here's the dealio. My my nutshell thoughts here. (laughs) Sorry. It's Friday. Um, you know, trying to figure out, I've been trying to figure out what's going on with the trans thing for a long time. I, 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 it's fairly obvious, or it should be, that the trans community, minuscule as it is, although it's growing, uh, is being used. It's been weaponized against the critics of the of of Democrats, of liberals in this country. Basically, it's kind of the way they use black people to basically uh, blunt out any criticism of any given politician or, uh, I'm sorry, I had a problem with my tisker, or any uh, president by saying, well, you just hate black people. 
well, you're just a racist. You just hate black people. And so what they did, because you can't really use, in a sense, ordinary gay people uh, in your uh, uh, mission to silence other people by shaming them or calling them phobic or whatever, because gay people got the right to to marriage. Same-sex marriage was codified by the Supreme Court by effectively banning bans. And life is pretty good for gay people in America at that point, you know. And so what do we, we need another community of people. We, the black people are turning to guys like Trump because they, they figured out we don't do jack crap for them. Uh, you know, we, we, the Me Too thing failed miserably, so we can't rely on actual biological women anymore. Hey, what about these trannies in the changing rooms at Target? Look, Bruce Jenner's a chick now. Let's go with them. Let's go with these people. If you disagree with a lot of this agenda, you got blood on your hands, right? You want to dis- you know, it's 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 genocide against trans people. But here's really what's at play. Okay? I don't think the trans thing is really about women at all. I think women are reacting as well they should because you know what? This battle is on your doorstep. This trans thing, they're they're basically trying to redefine you. And aren't you a little sick and tired of dudes trying to trying to define you? Ladies, aren't you sick and tired? Isn't that what's wrong? Isn't that why the feminism fem, feminism movement came about anyway? The suffrage movement, all that stuff? Because men held sway over women? Because men defined women? Because men told women when they could or couldn't work? Because men told women they're, they, they're not smart enough to go to college and they're, they belong with their stupid asses in the kitchen making meatloaf and bringing me my damn slippers? Well, here we are on the other end of the feminist movement just a handful of decades later and dudes still hold sway over women, don't they? People, women have now, biological women have now started to call the uh, the trans uh, uh, thing uh, by its true name, which is what? Misogyny. Absolute freaking no holds barred, in your face misogyny. And I don't care that that hairy ass dude is wearing a dress while he's doing it. It's it's it, it's but it, but at the end but on the other side of that coin it's really not about women it's about erasing men it's about erasing men that the left in their cartoonish worldview believe are the only people that will give them any pushback when they uh, try to take over the whole damn circus so it's really not about erasing women ladies that's just a side effect unfortunately you got to break some eggs right. This is about erasing men. <laughs> Dudes who would kick your ass, all right, if you uh, came on to their nine-year-old daughter. Dudes who will kick your ass if you try to uh, wipe your ass with the, uh, wipe your butt with the Constitution. Dudes who will kick your ass if you try to kick open their, do- their door and uh, invade their privacy and corrupt their constitutional rights, and harm their families. Got to get rid of those dudes, man. That's what this is all about. Put them in dresses. 210-599-5555. The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. FM 1071. 
Yeah, man. News Talk Live 50 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hype. Happy damn Friday. Fiesta! Fiesta. Fiesta. Talking about trannies in the news, here's uh, Capone. Capone, how you doing? Doing good. What are you thinking? I'm kind of confused. I'm trying to figure out when we're supposed to be woke and when we're not supposed to be woke. I don't know anymore. I know for a fact (laughs) that blackface is wrong. Blackface is just terribly wrong. Right. But I have a beautiful, amazing wife that is one of those glitter princesses. She's like... The, as girly as you can get. Right. Still, Chinese people are more girly than her. How is that not blackface for women? It is. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It is. You, so you, why aren't they getting canceled? Because they're hypocrites. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. <laughs> because hypocrisy is policy now at this point. It doesn't matter. Because you're, if, you're white, if you're white, women. you're evil. And every time you put on blackface, you're being racist and evil. You know, but they yeah. can they can walk around in costumes dressed like women, and no, there's no uh, they don't see any double standard there whatsoever. There is a comical version of women. They're not actual yeah. women. They're not even trying to be like normal women. They yeah. are literally trying to be outrageous. Yeah, well, it, it, for people who want to be left alone, they sure do command a lot of your attention. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I gotta go, man. Thank you. Know, I mean, they, they yeah, really. I do steal half my show from Jack Riccardi, and he was talking last night about, and this was brilliant, maybe it was last night, night before, I don't remember, on his show, it's Lesbian Visibility Week. It was Lesbian Vis- Visibility Day, uh, I think Thursday or Wednesday, I don't remember now. And you heard Corrine Jean, Jean Clouseau, Clouseau, whatever the hell, the black lesbian who's the press secretary right now, had a bunch of, she loves trotting out the actors, doesn't she? Trotted out a bunch of chicks who play lesbians on a TV show, right? It's the press secretary of the United States of America. And it was all about lesbian visibility. Okay, and and Jack brought up the point, oh my God, if you're trans or gay right now, you've got every platform in the universe at your avail. Where is this invisibility crap coming from? You hear that a lot about the trans community, right? Hey, I just want to be me, and I don't want to be judged. I want you to leave me alone, man. And don't put your labels on me, Mr. Cisgender. Okay, so it's I just want to lead my freaking life. That's the idea, right? I want society to leave me alone and don't be judgy and all that nasty stuff, right? But And yet they demand that everybody else know what their freaking pronoun is. You know what? My self-validation doesn't reside in what you call me. (laughs) Why is it that you trannies are so frail of intellect and spirit that how somebody addresses you just destroys your whole freaking world, doesn't it? They're trying to get rid of men who would kick their ass for disagreeing with their poly or, you know, for, for trashing the Constitution or destroying America or hitting on their nine-year-old daughters. And the women in this movement are just, you know, you're just collateral. And it's absurd. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing? All right, two quick hits. As far as the training thing goes, we are, it's a symptom of a narcissistic society. Worshipping of self. There are certain yeah. people who I will not mention their name because I don't want 
them to know, get the thrill of me giving them publicity. <laughs> right. And, you know, <laughs> I won't mention Lee Thomas's name because he is a jerk. And that's a polite way of putting it. Right. And so we're celebrating narcissists in society, which isn't good. And now I have, now on a lighter note, as far as Fiesta goes, I call it the Diez Diez de la Reconquista, the 10 days of the reconquest, because only San Antonio would celebrate the defeat of the Mexican army by going full Mexican for 10 days. <laughs> nice, Esteban. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye. Fiesta! Fiesta! <laughs> I'm going to do some fiesta tonight by playing bingo in Holotus. And then when Cornival comes around, I'm going to get me some corn on a cup. And by God, whatever it takes, I'm getting my wife a chicken on a stick. By God, I'm not going to stop until that woman has a chicken on a stick in her hand. Have you noticed how many restaurants and bars and stuff are selling chicken on a stick right now? Yeah, it's my. Inf- I'm an influencer because Every- I've been cr- complaining about my wife not having one for so many years that you know. Everybody They're has everywhere though their You're version right. of chicken on a stick. But now. how many versions can there be? It's it's a freaking cutlet on a stick with a jalapeno. There's one at a sushi restaurant I saw this week. A sushi restaurant <laughs> is serving chicken on a stick. You saw a, a sushi restaurant had chicken on a stick, and it's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my god! How was the wasabi good? Did you dip it in wasabi and soy sauce? Oh no, I didn't see it. A friend of mine posted it. But it was a restaurant that I really like going to, and even the sushi places are doing chicken on a stick. God, that's bizarre. Anybody getting fancy and trying, like, chicken cordon bleu on a stick? You know what I mean? That'd be a little messy, though. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, it's it's fiesta. I, I'm also happy today because I'm going to be able to see my bingo cards very, very clearly because I got new glasses yesterday. Very, I got a new pair of glasses. Very fancy, sir. And let me tell you something. They're not, not, they're not just ordinary glasses. Don Morgan, you'll appreciate this. They're Elton John brand glasses. Elton John sells glasses frames at Walmart. They're exclusively at Walmart. Makes sense. That doesn't make sense so. at all. But Elton, Elton John, John some... selling crap at Walmart? Oh, the yeah. glasses. Oh, the glasses, yes. Yeah. They're Elton John glasses. My wife didn't get a pair of Elton John glasses, but I did. Look, look, on the side of my glasses. Look, look. What's that say? What's that say? E. There's an E on the on the on the, on my glasses. It's right. an E for Elton. Okay. Very, very nice. Elton John I wear. Don't wish it away. Cause I'm wearing Elton's glasses. <laughs> and you know what? These are fancy glasses because when I go outside, they get dark, oh. like sunglasses. This is new technology. No, those are been and when I for a while. Shh, th- these are fancy. They go dark <laughs> when I go outside. Oh, okay. Shh, when I come back inside, they go light. Now I don't know how they know that. I don't know how they know to do that, but they do. They're called. Transitions. Yeah, I paid extra for them. And I, I hate They're... to, I hate to do this to you. <laughs> what? Do it. But I, I had a pair of those in nineteen eighty. Did you have an Elton John pair? No, no, you didn't. Of course no. not. No. Case closed. It's Sean. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Sean Rima, 9 till 11, 
News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Welcome back to the Gigaroonie, our fiesta edition of this dumb little show. And the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Now, and we'll probably play some audio here in a minute uh, from, from your president. Your president. Uh, I want to get some of the serious crap out uh, at the front end of this. Um, it, it was bring your kids to work day yesterday. Bring your kids to work day, Joe Biden. Sounds like a bad idea, doesn't it? Sounds like a real bad idea. And we'll, and we'll get into why it's such a bad idea here in a minute. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching him and there's a part of this story. There's There's kind of a funny bit about it. But then there's what I feel to be more of a serious aspect to that story <clears throat> where you you had yet another window into the soul of who a guy like Joe Biden is actually and who the his family uh, what they who they are actually and they're freaking trash. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I don't care. They're trash. They're what I used to call Delaware trash, man. <laughs> you know, and and uh, don't give me this crap about Scranton, Scrappy Scranton, he's working class Joe, and blah, blah, stinking blah, whatever. They're a bunch of freaking corrupt weirdos, in my opinion. And, you know, we were talking about Jerry Springer uh, yesterday, uh, iconic figure in American media and television, uh, who, in my opinion, I've always said invented reality television basically in a weird in his own way created that kind of uh format right where you get a bunch of people who hate each other's stinking guts and they're in some kind of weird trashy ass situation where some dude's pumping out kids with somebody else while he's married to somebody else blah blah stinking blah uh and joe biden look the the biden clan you know what they fit right in there man (laughs) They, they are a jerry springer episode and you saw this in full play yesterday when the president is hanging out with a bunch of kids. And he starts talking about his six grandkids. And how he's crazy about his six grandkids. What's interesting about that, what, what's interesting about that is that he has seven grandkids. His crack-smoking prostitute hiring, you know, <laughs> national secret selling you know, a son who is a skis. I don't know how else you can say he's a skis. The guy is a skis, all right? He's pond scum. He's fungus. He's a bivalve. And he impregnated a stripper. Uh, she had a kid, which is the, the, grand, the granddaughter of the president of the United States of America. She didn't do anything about she, this. Is not her. The kid didn't create this situation, right? Kid just got borned. Uh, and as we saw yesterday when Joe was talking about his six grandkids, what we know is that the family, Hunter, Joe, they deny the very existence of this child. Um, you know, my kid is a kid, is a child of divorce. And for the time uh, that I was not only legally obligated, but parentally obligated to give her mom money 
to take care of her and provide for her because when we broke up and went our separate ways, I had a job, my ex-wife didn't, kid needed care, whatever the regards, even if she did have nine jobs, I'm the kid's dad and I'm going to care for my kid and provide for my kid. That is a piece of me. She is a part of me. Uh, and what's the first thing Hunter Biden does in between, you know, uh, bumps of, of coke? He, he, he goes to court with a lawyer and argues he can't pay. He can't pay child support because of financial hardship. Hunter Biden went into a court of law with a straight face and a lawyer, argued that crap against his own kid. Right. Judge uh, obviously and thankfully saw better uh, and or, or thought better and, and, you know, mandated that he pay. So Hunter is now uh, begrudgingly paying child support for a human being that he does it, nor does his father acknowledge even freaking exists. That's who they are. That is who he is. That's who his crappy son is and everybody else with a Biden at the end of their name. The kids on the kids and uh, what do you call it? Uh, an inconvenient truth. Kid was born to a stripper, uh, one of uh, Hunter's hobbies. And oh my God, we we can't have the son of the president of the United States having a stripper's kid. So the kids just basically. I'm surprised the kid hasn't had an accident of some kind. I'm, I'm being told the kid or the mom. And, and I think a lot of you are having this reaction, too, for those of us who are parents, right? And especially, yeah, again, the, the, the child support thing really pisses me off. Can you imagine, in, for any reason at all, denying the existence of your own child? For any reason? Is there a reason why you would do that? I can't think of one. Uh, so I, you know, that, that's, they're garbage, they're trash, they're skis, they're shady as hell. And he's the president of the freaking United States of America. And, and the other thing we saw from yesterday, and we do have some of this audio. I don't know if you got that, if you've got that available, James, but, uh, well, it's just, the, 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 let's just play. This is the Ireland thing. He's asked by, he's talking about the places he's been recently, right? Go ahead and roll that fascinating audio. The last country I've traveled, I'm drinking once with the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. Ugh. That's where it was. How do you know that? Oh, you're kidding me. All right, man. Mr. President, I heard you have to get back to the Oval Office. What was that? Oh. Hi, how are you? Hi. Yeesh. What'd you say to you? I said you have to get back to the... I heard you had to get back to the Oval Office. Kid messed up her line, had to say it again. <laughs> Sweetheart, the lunch, Susie. Okay, when you hear the music, we want you to say to the president... I heard you have to go back to the Oval Office. Like her and her friends were just hanging out with some Barbie dolls, you know, in, in, in the rec room, you know, or wherever the hell they were. And they're just, 
You know, one of the kids having to mention, I think the president's got to go back to the Oval Office. I heard that. Now, wrap your minds around this, okay? First off, the dude was in Ireland last week. (laughs) Right? Was it last week? He was in Ireland last week, and here it is Friday, one week later, and he doesn't, he, he had to, he couldn't remember that he had been there. Yeah? Children had to remind him, children who watched the news, as the one little cherub uh, uh, said. He asked how she knew that. I watched it on the news. Children know more about where the president has been and what he's doing than the president. And then very obviously, one of his people who increasingly, I'm sorry, are going to have to start acting like hospice care at this point. They obviously took a kid aside and said, when you hear the music, say this to the president so that he'll get his ass off stage and get the hell out of there. A child. But again, they don't really care about kids, do they? You know, I mean, is there one thing that we've, can we sort of, have we ascertained this? And guys, if I don't get to you, Spencer, hang on, Alex, hang on. I'll try to get to you before I stop rambling here. But if not, we'll, we'll talk to you after the break. Uh, I don't see, as far as not just the the trashy ass, rednecky, racist, corrupt as hell Biden clan. It's it's true not only of them, but apparently it's true of the entire Democrat agenda right now. Do you get the sense in any way, shape, or form that they care about kids? Whether it's their own or somebody else's? Right? Uh, we, we, we heard the horrific story that was being reported by a newspaper, I think, down near the valley. Uh, I, I'm not vetting it, but the, the, the claim is that they found a six-year-old girl, a six-year-old migrant girl who had the genetics inside her body of 67 men. In other words, she'd been raped by 67 men. Uh, you have little kids dying either of fentanyl or trafficking or, trafficking or both every single day in this country. You got kids being uh, gunned down as collateral damage in the violence that is overtaking our cities, including our own. During the pandemic, even though now they're trying to claim something different, they didn't give a crap about the kids in regards to staying home and screwing up their education and messing up their mental health with the masks. They didn't think twice about it. Yeah? Uh, you know, if you can, and, and, and now they're perfectly fine with surgeons removing the genitals of kids. Can you explain to me in any way, shape or form how these people give a crap about they, You shouldn't allow these people around kids. Any of them, Biden included. I've always said, if the Bidens lived next door to you, you wouldn't let your kids play over there. You know why? Because you wouldn't. Because they're st- Come back. I, I'm getting all, I don't want to lose my stuff here. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting upset. Blood pressure. Deep breaths, Sean. Deep breaths. Calmate, tranquilo. See, si, Simon. They don't care about your kids. Um if they do, and if you're upset by what I'm saying, you explain to me how they care about children in any way, shape, or form. Seems to me like they use kids like they use everybody else. Unless you're a hunter stripper kid, then uh, you gotta go away. 
210-599-5555. Spencer, Alex, and Curtis, please hang on through the break so I have more time to talk to you. We'll come back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hey, what's your name? Kathleen. Kathleen, what a beautiful name. Kathleen's reminding me I've got to get back to the office. If I don't go, they're going to get the Secret Service working on me, so I'm going to be in trouble. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Reimer Show. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Talking about uh, Joe Biden. Uh, the Biden family are totally just acting like the, this this little girl whose only crime in life was being born uh, to uh, one of these strippers that uh, Hunter was involved in. They've acted like the kid doesn't exist. Did that, did that again yesterday. He's got six grandkids. He's actually got seven. And we're just talking about what scumbags these people really are. Let's go to uh, let's just go to Curtis. Curtis, how you doing? Doing okay. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I was going to say, uh, if the Bidens live next door to us, I wouldn't let my kids play outside. Period. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the reason I'm calling is because of something that you and Trey were talking about earlier this morning. Sure. About the about the uh, the armed IRS agents. Oh yeah. You yeah. guys need to read. You guys need to read a book called "The State of Disobedience" by Tom Kratman. Okay. Is that talking about it, the IRS it, it, or is that? No, it's it's a work of fiction, and it's it's where uh, the federal government gets so out of control that Texas just splits away. <laughs> but wow! But Wait, what's it, an, I, I, it, I do want to read that. What's the title again? The state of disobedience. Okay, and who's the author? Uh, Tom Kratman, K R A T M A N, and okay. uh, it's. Yes, it's it's unbelievable. And when you guys were talking about the armed IRS agent, mm. it's it's like something right out of that book. Wow, I will I'm, check it out, brother. Armed, armed IRS agents, armed FDA agents. Yeah, it's just insane. It is, and, and I got I got to run because I want to hit that. I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the IRS story when we get back. Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Right, on. Hey. <laughs> Happy fiesta! 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 <laughs> Viva fiesta! <laughs> what are you thinking, man? I'm half Hispanic, so I can get away with that. Excellent. I identify as a Mexican um, Jew, okay. so I that's where I am. That's cool. All right, so <laughs> pond scum. Why 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 is America being lectured by somebody that's lower than pond scum? No, uh, boggles my mind. The moral <laughs> compass of this guy and his family. Mm. Is it's here's what's really amazing to me. Okay, this is all documented stuff. Yeah, this isn't conspiracy theory stuff. No, this is all on paper, and yet parents all over America revere these people. I don't know why. It's amazing. I don't it's know crazy. why. Yeah, I, I and I have a great weekend. You brother. too, brother. Have a great weekend. Wish me luck on bingo tonight, man. Say a bingo prayer for me. Um, you know, Biden's been around a long, long time, and I, I grew up in that part of the world, so I, you know, he's always kind of been around. 
but I, I think with Biden, you know, I think John Q. Public may not really know or prior to his becoming VP, you know, he, he, maybe he was some guy that would be on your radar here and there. Uh, he's run for president before several times and made the news because he's plagiarized some speeches and plagiarized some stuff in his college work. And, uh, you know, it, it, you, you may or may not know a whole lot about him. And I'm just being honest, he, he, pretty unremarkable guy uh, for, the, for the majority of his political career. It, in fact, Joe Biden is so mediocre that very often what he did over the years is he would say things that were very bombastic so that people would freaking pay attention to him because there's not a lot there. Uh, many of the and, – and plus he's completely malleable. There's, there's nothing he, – he's switched perspectives on so many different issues, whether it's crime – uh, whether it's uh, the border or, you know, what have you. He, he's changed position so many times over the course of his career because he, he's just playing the game. It's not about his personal convictions in any way, shape, or form. And so a lot of people may not be aware that he is an absolute scumbag, and he always has been. He, he's one of those guys that uh, just lives on the underbelly of the political system, and he always has when he was a senator, and he's no different now. Uh, but you know what? If you go to Wilmington, there's a lot of people for whom he's beloved. Go to Newark, Delaware, there's a lot of people there. The University of, of Delaware, there's a lot of people there that adore him. They, you know, When I first started working in talk radio in 1998 in Delaware, uh, in, in Joe Biden country, you, you had two Two groups of people. You have people that say, oh, he's so great on diplomacy. And, oh, he should be Secretary of State someday. And, oh, he's so brilliant. And then you'd have the other people that would just roll their eyes and basically spit at your feet at the mention of Joe Biden. Just a horrible, horrible person. He really, really is. He always has been that. But, again, a lot of people may or may not know that about Joe Biden. You know, they know him as the old guy. He was Obama's vice president. Now he's the president. He was, what, some kind of senator or congressman before that. I'm just saying there's a lot of low-info people out there that really don't know a damn thing about Joe Biden, and for some bizarre reason they think he's great. Why? Because he's a Democrat. Because he beat Donald Trump. That's it. doesn't matter that a guy like Joe Biden uh, is, uh, you know, by pretty much every measure, Everything a a liberal Democrat should despise. And that's what's so surreal about watching them protect uh, uh, protect him and gush over him. He's a corrupt, establishment, filthy, stinking, rich, racist white guy. Oh, and old. He's an old, rich, racist white guy. Now, when's the last time you heard a Democrat say anything good about those people? Unless it's Joe. (laughs) Then he's the greatest president ever. 210-599-5555. Very quickly. Spencer, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, who, uh, that Biden boy, his name is really Buddha. It ain't Hunter. It's Buddha. No. Joe Buddha. <laughs> Joe Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if you can't stand up for your own blood. Now, if you get caught in a trap like that and you don't take care of your kid, you're a sorry dog. Yes, you are a sorry dog, man. I got to run. Thank you so much, Spencer. You are. You are an absolute piece of crap.
That's what he is. Your president is a piece of crap. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Rima Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I don't need your fantasy women. Oh, you're so stolid. You weren't like that before the beard. Very well. They That's Star Trek. They even celebrate Fiesta in space in the future. News Talk 550 KGSA FM 1071. Can you name one Hispanic in space? One Hispanic in space? Yeah. Star Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, any Mexicans in space. There was the one chick in Aliens who was the, his, the, the military guys they rolled in to fight the aliens in the second Alien movie. And she had, because they had to let you know she was Hispanic, so she had a bandana around her head. <laughs> Remember her? No, there was one Hispanic. Because that's a great question. It's mostly white dudes who go into space, right? And Lawrence Fishburne. That's about it. But there was the Hispanic chick in uh, in Aliens, in James Cameron's Aliens. <laughs> With, remember because remember Bill her? Paxton was all wimpy? Why didn't somebody put her in charge? Gonna get us all killed. Why don't you shut up, man? You know, and there's like the little Latina chick with the big machine gun shooting aliens and stuff. So there was at least one Hispanic who's made it into space. Happy Fiesta to you. What about, the, oh, man, there was a, an actor back in the 60s who, who he portrayed a, a Mexican astronaut. And it was, wow. what the, it, it, was, it was very typical of the times. The guy clearly wasn't Hispanic. <laughs> But uh, Ricardo Montalban? No, no. Oh. Well, what am I saying? We got Khan. I mean, he's one of the biggest icons in science fiction culture. Jose Jimenez. Jose Jimenez. That, that, was the, that was the name he went by on the records. On the records? Yeah, he did a song called, it wasn't a song, it was a comedy recording called The Astronaut. The Astronaut. Oh, okay. Yeah. So beyond that guy, it, it was, the chick a, from Aliens, yeah. and Ricardo Montalban. Right. And and Ricardo was a negative character. That's racism. Okay, that's yeah, right. anti-Hispanicness. Because because uh, <laughs> Khan, even though he had an Arabic-sounding name, <laughs> he was played by Mexican uh, Ricardo Montalban. Man, Vasquez was the character. Vasquez, name right? In Alien right. Two, Steve called in and told us, "Come on, that. man, why don't we just kill them all?" <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, that's the chick you want to go with. Talk, since we're talking about Fiesta, we're having a good time. If oh, you know, man. I mean, I, I just saw the video. I mean, there's there, we already had some shootings at, at, at Fiesta. I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying, if if you are if you are landing on a planet. That is largely populated by large carnivorous aliens that have acid for blood. Dude, I want a chica with me, man. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I want, I want that chick with me. I don't want Bill Paxton. I want her, okay? Because that's the chick that you know, alien like, you know, the big snotty thing comes out of its mouth with the teeth. She goes, "Oh no, you didn't!" You know, and just blows them away. Um. <laughs> 
Now we're talking. <laughs> Admiral Kirk. Um, also, people are getting old. I, I was looking at, because uh, uh, that was an old movie, you get it? That's my transition. That's my segue. Uh, Smokey Robinson is on one of the daytime television shows, and holy God, what has he done to his eyes? Can he stop having surgery at this point? He's got weird, crazy-looking eyes. He's got Mickey Rourke eyes. Oh, you mean this? Okay, the, sir, the face. I his the face. color, the color of his eyes has always been the same. No, he's got no eyelids anymore, man. Yeah. He's he got his he had his own eyelids removed. How does the man sleep? He's got to be in his eighties for crying. Is out. he? They're all getting well. I, and this is you know we're, this is kind of leading me into the. the he's eighty three years. He's old. He's eighty three. Yeah. Don't eighty three year old people have eyelids? I'm just saying the dude ain't got no eyelids. I'm he's looking very surgically enhanced. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Got a great head of hair, but no eyelids. Willie, and Willie turns 90 tomorrow. He has his eyelids. Ooh. Willie ain't had no work done, man. <laughs> Willie is, is he, he's a, he's, he's, he's just Willie. He don't get no surgery, man. And his eyelids are a little squinty. <laughs> little squinty. <laughs> yeah, he, would, he wouldn't use them anyway. <laughs> no, he, I, I don't. I don't really have to look anymore. Uh, no. I got people that just leave me around, and oh uh, it's all good. And plus, I can't see through the all the broken blood vessels, you know, in, in my eyes because I smoke so much marijuana. That's right. I smoke marijuana. Um, Lots of it. I know. Um, <laughs> see if he calls here. But happy birthday tomorrow, Willie. Willie's going to be ninety years of age. I don't remember a time in my life, and there were, I, even in Maryland, where there wasn't a Willie Nelson. I, I told these guys uh, in the morning, you know, wearing Rima, that my old man had this rusty ass Datsun p- pickup truck, a yellow Datsun pickup truck. They used to drag his little boat around on a little skiff craft. And on the floor of the passenger side were Pabst cans <laughs> and eight track tapes of Willie Nelson, Waylon, all those guys. Now, he didn't drink and drive, but we, we lived down the street from the pier, and so he would drag the boat down and pop a Pabst on the way. Sure. This was 1977, 78. An old man always had a stack of eight tracks with Willie. He loved Willie Nelson. The same record that Trey loved, Stardust, was my dad's favorite record. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a couple of run-ins with Willie over the years. And I think if there's one moment, just because I want to get this out over the air, if there's one thing I'll never forget as long as I live, and it wasn't getting high with Willie, okay? <laughs> which, frankly, I did. But it wasn't It wasn't that. But that was, was the ma- first time. That was, that was pretty freaking magnificent, yeah. to be honest. First time, you know, never, that was, first time you'd never been high, though, first right? Time I, right. I'd never yeah, smoked never it before in my know. life. But and, you uh, figure since the situation presented I got itself. it. What am I going to do? Right. Even the Pope would have caved. Even the Pope would have uh, toked up with uh, <laughs> with Willie. <laughs> Especially this Pope. Um, but he was, it was the Majestic, you know, and we, 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 Kinky and I, you know, Ray Benson was there. Uh, uh, one of the sons was there. I can't remember now. And we, we walked with Willie on into the Majestic, through, you know, through the, the entrance into the back of the stage. Willie and Ray and, and the kid go out there to play, and Kinky and I just held back. So we watched. It was the first time I'd ever seen Willie live, and we're, we're 12 feet from him behind the, the you know, wings, in the wings there. Yeah. Kinky is sitting on an unused amplifier, just sit, hops up and crosses his legs, and he's sitting there watching Willie with a cigar in his, in his hand. And we just sat there. He did. I mean, he, Willie does ninety minutes, and so we we sat through the show. It was just amazing. This is he's having some issues now, but this is when he was still singing. It's still this is twelve years ago, eleven years ago. 
And as long as I live, he ends the show with Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground, which is probably my favorite Willie Nelson song. I mean, it's just a beautifully crafted work of poetry. Uh, and his, his rendition of it and his singing is just amazing. And he ends every show with that one. And he's singing that song, and I'll never forget as long as I live. Kinky Freeman leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, that's why he is Willie Nelson, because he can do that, because he can write a song that good. That's why he's Willie Nelson. And that's all he said. And we just finished watching the show, and it was you know one of the greatest nights of my life. So happy birthday to Willie Nelson tomorrow. Yeah. 90. You know, it's funny because 90-year-olds are all different, aren't they? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got one 90. Clint Eastwood, I think, is 90 at this point. Right. He's getting ready to do his, his, um, direct another movie. Willie's still out there touring. Carol Burnett turned 90. Carol Burnett turned 90. That's right. San Antonio native just the other day. You know, but a lot of 90-year-olds can't, you know, can't do a whole lot. So when you see these folks who are at 90 and they're still rocking and rolling, man, it's just it's a gives me hope. Gives me hope that my decrepit ass will still be productive at the age of 90. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Fiesta Parade of Flowers. We're all having a great time today, man. Just having some fun. We got plenty of time to get serious on Monday. Here's Bill. Bill, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how about you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Okay, to answer a trivia question you and and Don had a while ago, um, Jose Jimenez was played by actor Bill Dana. Bill Dana <laughs> doesn't sound very Hispanic-y, That Bill Dana there. <laughs> no, he wasn't whatsoever. He wrote for. Don Adams for Get Smart. Oh, wow. Steve Allen Show. Wow. I mean, talented, talented man. Right. But he was kind of pigeonholed into that character over the years. Well, if you had a tan and black hair in them days, you, you were playing the banditos. You were, play, you were playing any ethnicity they needed at that time. I, Absolutely. Dude, you worked where you can get to work. I saw a bonanza because on Saturday I like to watch my shows. You know, all my old Western shows are on memory television. Oh, I like yeah. to sit and watch my shows. And I, I watched a uh, Bonanza last week, and they had Ricardo Montalban on as an Indian chief. Okay, and he comes. Hey, out. It's no different as Ricardo Montalban <laughs> playing an uh, Indian from, from the Far East. Uh, right, uh, right, Con. Right, it's hilarious. I appreciate the call, Bill. That yeah, there's a Ricardo Montalban. I am most concerned about my people, the Indians. You'll seek, you know, and it's like, dude, you're not Indian. <laughs> You know, at least he's in the ballpark, though. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. When you roll out, when you trot out John Saxon uh, to play the uh, the the, the uh, chief of the of the banditos or the or an Indian guy, then you're stretching a bit, man. I've said it all the time. You know what's hilarious is that you watch, and I do love those old shows. I am that guy. I love the old shows. I'm the guy saying TV was better than '60s, '70s, and '80s. And you watch those old Western shows, and they always had a morality play. They were all morality plays. There was always, like, some lesson to be learned about life by watching these old Western shows. I think that's, it's cheesy now by today's standards, but there was something cool about that. You don't really see that anymore. 
but uh, whatever. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. So anyway, I, I don't know. I, I I just got into talking about old movies and stuff, and I'm really feeling old because I'm I am going. It, sometimes I I step back from my life and I just observe it as dispassionately as possible, and I'm like, you're fifty six. And for several days, you've been looking forward to the fact that tonight you're going to the Elks Lodge to play bingo, okay? That's who I am now. I am embracing my oldness, even though I don't think 56 is old. But you know what? TV was better. Music was better. The weed was better. Uh, and uh, and you know what? Our, our television shows were better. Uh, and, uh, I'm just, I'm at that. Cause I, I tell you what I'm seeing now is there's such a culture is so vacuous these days. I'm not saying that the, the crap that I grew up watching was deep or whatever, but man, the culture these days is just vapid. I just said vapid. That's a fancy word, but you know what I mean? And I guess that's why I kind of circle back around to the more, the morality plays and the little lessons that were in almost every television show at one point, whether it was a Western or a cop show, there was always something to be learned about life, right? And now if you did that, people would be offended and how dare you preach to me and keep your morals, you evil, racist, Christian person. Uh, but, you know, there's something about that I miss. There's something about that collective idea of right and wrong that I miss. Because you know what? It was still there when you and I were growing up, even after uh, the 60s uh, idiots had their time uh, at bat. And, and, and I miss that. Anyway, I'm rambling like an old weirdo. It is, uh, it is uh, Fiesta. Uh, be careful. <laughs> you know, be, be just, you know, have fun. But be, I hate, I hate it when people say be responsible. But you know what? Do you really want to wake up Monday morning in jail? No, you don't. What am I saying, James? They would just let him out. This is San Antonio. Oh, that's not true. Almost. (laughs) I tell the nieces and nephews, party smart. Party smart, man. Go party, but be smart. Be smart about it. You know, again, you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to wreck your car. You don't want to accidentally hurt somebody else or maybe even intentionally hurt somebody else. Don't take a pill if someone offers it to you. Don't take a pill if somebody offers it to you. Party smart, people. Party smart. Okay. Don't shoot anybody. Um, (laughs) I'm just just being honest here. Um, And uh, we'll go go ahead and do it all again on Monday. Uh, Over the weekend, uh, you know, I'm going to keep track of uh, some of the stuff that we're learning about the Tucker Carlson thing. More and more stuff's coming out as more and more people who, I guess, know stuff about this are are starting to talk to people anonymously. But I have noticed that it's a little weird watching Fox News since Tucker left. There's just something that feels really awkward. Like, you know what I mean? Like something in, in a family get-together when somebody gets drunk and something really embarrassing happens. You know what I mean? Everybody else is kind of like, or somebody gets into an argument, you know what I mean? And everybody else is kind of like, what do we do now? And the rest of the day. You just kind of, everybody, doesn't, nobody knows what to say. Doesn't Fox News feel like that right now? Well, we were talking about that, I think, with Trey and you, but there, there's no direction now. It's, it's, it seems it like they're just drifting and... Well, it's almost like everybody else is like, okay, well, now what do we, what, what focus do we have now? What, what do I say? Because Tucker kind of was the anchor. Tucker was steering the ship to a certain extent, right? He was the one who had the loudest opinions, or, or maybe loud's not the proper term, but the the heaviest opinions 
Uh, and he, I think he took the most risks out of all of them as far as talking crap about Fox as well. But now that he's gone, they're all like, um. <laughs> yeah. Here's like the news. Even Gutfeld looks like he's having a hard time of it. Well, I think it's, part of it is because he had Tucker as a buffer and he was yeah. allowed to do stuff. He was allowed to go nuts because and, they had Tucker grounding everybody to a certain extent. Yep, and now he doesn't have that crutch. Now he just or, seems like a weirdo. <laughs> is he short? I, apparently, yeah. Apparently okay. he's very short. But, you know, if I'm Gutfeld, I'm, I, I would do the same thing. It's like, you know what? <laughs> if they give me any crap, I'm just going to leave and go do it on my own. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. You can email me, Sean at KTSA.com, Sean at KTSA.com, whenever you want. We do have podcasts of my show. I forgot about that. Podcasts show up. Uh, so if you miss the gig or you miss the first hour or whatever, you can check it out online, KTSA.com. I want each and every one of you to say a nice, silent bingo prayer for Sean that either I uh, hit big tonight at the bingo parlor or my wife, more importantly, is lucky tonight and wins some cash. Just say a little prayer for us. A, little bi- a bingo prayer. It's not an important prayer. You know, I don't want to hit Jesus up on his lunch hour here. It's not, you know, it's not, it's just a little, if you want to say a little bingo prayer for us, that's cool. So we're not lighting a candle at San Fernando? No, yeah, I don't want no St. Jude okay. candles lighting up. It, well, first off, I, you know, that's patron saint, patron saint of lost causes. Maybe that's not the right guy to play to, pray to when you're trying to win some cash at bingo. But, you know, say a little prayer for the old man. That's all. Party smart, as James say. Thank you, James. Thanks to you. Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Cielito lindo, vienen bajando Un par de ojitos negros